Welcome to Shaken Not Stir, the best served cold after party. Where we dissect cases even more, chat about current news stories and just generally shoot the shit. Hey! Welcome to Shaken Not Stirred, our new series? Yeah, I guess it's like a new mini-series thing. I don't really know what to call it because it's still under the best served cold umbrella. Just extra content, really. Yeah. It's the post-show, I guess. So I'm just going to, I guess, warn people, this is going to be a lot more of a chatty banter version of what we do on Wednesdays. So if you don't like the banter, this is probably not for you. So don't complain because that's what we're doing. Or do. I mean, it doesn't really make a difference because we're going to be doing this show anyway. Yeah. So We do what we want. Yeah. So, I mean, I assume you know who we are. I am Laura, one of your excellent co-hosts. Yeah, and I am also one of your co-hosts. I am Tama Joe. And that's us. And that's welcome to Shaken Not Stirred. Yeah. If so, you're starting off with this episode, it's kind of fucking weird, dude. Listen to the main episode. Yeah, listen to the main show. So, considering this is our first episode, we should probably give a brief rundown of what's going to be happening over sure. here. Yeah. So, essentially, this is just going to be a show after the show, the after party, if you may, of the main episode where we're going to go into... More details of the cases we discussed that we just couldn't quite fit into the 30 or 40 minute things we do, as well as any updates on cases we've already talked about, any interesting news articles about, you know, crime, serial killers, murderers, etc., etc., any corrections if we've said something wrong or anything like that. And I think... Eventually down the track, we should be hosting some interviews and little cross promos, I guess. It's not really the right word, with other true crime podcasters, yeah. all that jazz. Other little tidbits. Yeah, so that's kind of what it's going to be like. It's going to be very casual, very fun. We're all going to learn something. We're all going to have a great time. Would you like to tell the listeners about what just happened to you, Tama? Uh, well, okay. <laughs> Let's just say it's been a bit of a shitty afternoon. So, we tried to make these Thai fish cakes, which looked delicious and sounded delicious, and the recipe seemed pretty legit, and then they just fell apart. They were not good, so we wasted like a kilo of fish that was unusable, that had to be thrown away. And then Tama just stepped in cat poo. Yeah. One of the cats decided to shit on the fucking bath mat. So that was... bath mat went straight in the dumpster. Yeah. It's so fucking annoying because they come to you like potty trained when they're rescued and then they're so clean and, and they always shit in the kit, cat, kit litter until they decide one day I'm not going to this time. I think it's... I, I think I can say with pretty fair certainty it was the kitten okay because the other two the other two cats are so clean like they are so fastidiously clean and the kitten because of if you've listened to previous episodes there was a whole saga with her and how unwell she was when we got her i think just every now and then there's like a little screw loose in her head that goes i'm gonna shit on the floor yeah. uh i don't think it would be either of the other two i right. think it's definitely the kitten okay Anyway, that was fun. Tama has well and truly washed his foot in case anyone was concerned. Yeah, I'm going to sand it off later on just to be extra sure. <laughs> so he's washed his foot. The bath mat's gone in the big dumpster downstairs. It's one of the joys of having fucking pets, you know? Yeah. Oh, well. Doesn't happen very often. At yeah. least there's that. Also, side note, if I sound a bit more deeper than usual, my nose is a little bit blocked because it is spring in Australia and I have hay very fever. bad hay fever. It's not COVID. I can taste things. Uh, smell things. Smell things. It's just the no things fever. that I smell are killing my nose. Yeah, all that pollen. And it's been really windy the past couple of days as well. So it's uh, Yeah, it's been fucked up. Not a good combination. All today was just like living hell. It was yeah. not fun. So... Uh, I have a few things in particular I would like to go for it. discuss. Shoot. Uh, do you, you want me to go first? Yeah. I mean, we don't want to take in turns. Just do your thing, bro. So I think 
I speak for everyone listening when I say that 2020 has well and truly been the year of the rise of the Karen. <laughs> and this whole thing is just kind of another bit in that, I guess, in that not the episode that just came out two days ago, but the episode previous on our old schedule on the Fridays, we talked about Des Dennis Williams. And I talked about how there was a mini series coming out starring David Tennant. Now, you would think you would click onto a docu-series about a Scottish serial killer who murdered and had sex with the corpses of several young men. You'd think you would know what you were getting into with that. Yeah. Apparently, uh, Ofcom, which I think is like the British version of like the consumer complaints. Oh, thing, okay. Right. Have apparently received complaints about the graphic nature of the show. So apparently seven viewers filed complaints to the British Broadcasting Regulator over the disturbing scenes. What disturbing scenes? A, there were like no disturbing yeah, what scenes. Are you it's not gory at all. And yeah. B, like what did you think you were in for? It's a fucking serial killer show. Like <laughs> what graphic scenes are they talking about? There's... I don't know. There was it was so well done. It was not gory at all. It was, it was... not romanticizing serial killers in any way, shape, or form. But apparently there are seven people out there who felt the need to complain about the gory nature of a docuseries about a serial killer. Yeah, okay. That makes sense. If it's seven people, that makes sense. Out but it's of still like, why is there it. any? Well, I like, mean... why are there any? It's like the episode of How I Met Your Mother where Ted's complaining about the candy bar or whatever he's complaining about. The, or the, oh, the yeah. steak or whatever. And it's like, are, are you complaining about this? No, I, no, I actually quite like it. Do yeah. you like steak? Do you like cinnamon? That's it, cinnamon. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, so Ofcom has Fantastic. has commented and said that we are assessing these complaints against our broadcasting <laughs> rules, but are yet to decide whether or not to investigate. It roughly translates to harden the fuck up. Yeah, that's the passive aggressive way of saying we don't care. Yeah, we don't give a <laughs> shit. Which is much better than Netflix's passive aggressive response to complaints about oh, the cuties? controversial Cuties movie. Yeah. Which, uh, I haven't seen it. I don't really plan on seeing it apart from, for a, 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 aside from watching it for a, a use of like a, making a video about it or something. Uh, but I've seen videos where people have watched it and talked about it and it just sounds so fucked up. Yeah. Like, not even, not even like, I, I can't even explain it. It's just messed up. Do you want to talk about that? Or? Sure, absolutely, yeah. So, it's just fucking shocked the world. Yeah, I I mean, I haven't, I haven't watched it yet, so I can't really comment on how I feel the movie has achieved what it was setting out to do. But from what I've read, its aim is to be a wider commentary on how children are sexualized in our in modern media and in in hip hop and celebrityism sure. or whatever yeah. you call it, so it's kind of like what Brett Easton Ellis and American Psycho did for like the New York Yuppies. That's kind of what I've heard it's trying to do. It's like yeah, okay, sure, but in no way, shape, or form does it really execute that. But That's in saying thing. that, the same could be said about. American Psycho, because American Psycho... As in the book or the film, or both? The, the book. Well, then that's different because this is a film compared to a book. No, but you're talking about a commentary of something that you feel doesn't hit the mark. Like, in terms of if... Uh, I don't know. I haven't well, seen the movie, the thing. So I um, you can really... say You could say that American Psycho romanticizes or, or fanaticisms of violence or anger against women. Or something well, it's like more that. so just gratuitously violent. Sure, yeah, and it's fan- romanticizing gratuitous violence in, in a sense. You could say that it's it's porn for people who want to kill. Essentially, yeah. you say the same thing for cuties, and that's I feel like it's a bit of a brush statement to say it's just free porn for pedophiles because 
I mean, which is any, what a lot of people are saying. Yeah, but any TV show with children realistically is free porn for pedophiles. It's yeah. there's nothing really that changes there. But you're talking about a book that goes into rough details about gratuitous violence. This is a visual movie where it's focusing on shock value of visuals rather than telling of story. But isn't that the point? No. Like, the point is, is the- to the point was to give a story of like these girls don't need this thing in their lives. Not in a, not so much a sense of kids are growing up too fast, which is the whole thing that it's trying to that people are trying to market mm. or Netflix is trying to market it as, which isn't what it is or what it's trying to be. Yeah, that's the thing, and. Uh, like here's the thing once you watch it or you watch a commentary video on it like whatever you want to do you'll see you'll go oh that's kind of fucking stupid yeah well i mean i haven't watched it so i'm probably not the best person to, to no. comment because i was it. the same i was like i was looking at it going this is fucking weird have I don't you watched know wh- the whole thing yet no i haven't watched from start to finish no yeah but i've read synopsises and i've seen a video by shoe on head who went through all the like important parts right. and gave her critique or rather just explain everything that was going on uh and it's very interesting i think i'd have to reserve my judgment until i have actually watched it because i don't feel like i would be able to make a fully accurate yeah sort of uh call on what i think about it until i actually so we will then i, I guess because I, w- I do want to make a video on it because uh, it's yeah um, Carol Baskins. Can we talk about oh, that? Um, just very briefly, yeah. I just wanted to also say, since Des has come out, there, uh, there's been this whole thing that's sort of come out about surrounding his death because he died in prison of, uh, oh gosh, I can't remember the exact. Cancer. It was a, no, 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 it was a something embolism with abdominal bleeding. Oh, okay. Uh, but there was this whole controversy because apparently for several hours he was lying in his cell in agonizing pain covered in his own feces before an ambulance was called. And then even when an ambulance was called due to the security regulations, it took the ambulance 20 minutes to get him from his cell into the ambulance and out of the jail. Jesus. So there was this whole thing where... One of the doctors that work for the NHS, which is essentially Medicare in England, in in England, was saying that had he gotten to the hospital earlier, he probably would have survived if they'd taken him to the hospital when he first complained of the severe abdominal pains he was having. Right. But then it brings you into this whole like moral area of you like, do you really do we really care if this man like does doing bad things? exempt you from having the same kindness and care that other people do, which is a very interesting moral question. Yeah, I don't know. Like, could could you say the same about um, David Berkowitz, son of Sam, yeah. who's now a devout Christian and has tried to, at least to make amends to the things he's done? Could you say the same thing about him? Like- yeah, it was just very interesting because... There were all these people who were, I guess, up in arms is the easiest way to describe it about his treatment. And then, yeah, you kind of think like, well, he did pretty horrible things. But then you also kind of think like if we are to say you're bad, so you're not deserving of treatment, is that when society kind of starts to unravel? And It's it's just a... The thing that calls to question is the fact that it happened. It shouldn't have happened regardless of who's the prisoner. You know what I mean? Like it's I, I don't necessarily feel bad that he died or died in a kind of horrible way. It doesn't really affect me. Yeah. But I don't think someone should die that way in a institution well, like it's, that. It's kind of the whole question not question rather statement of there are people who do evil things and there are people who stand by and watch evil things happen. Is that the same? Something like that. Sure. So I guess it kind of is that a type of evil, letting a man... Do you know, do you know what I I'm think saying? So. I don't think there's really good or evil. I think there's more yeah. so just a Well, I guess evil's of... a, a quick way of saying yeah. it. But, but I, th- I, mean. I don't think you can say, like, 
you know, it's evil to do this thing or it's like, it's lesser evil to do this one thing. I think like, well, you know, know, Facebook groups would have you fucking convinced otherwise. Right. Well, I I would, I would just say like, if there were guards who knew about his condition and let him die the way he was because they didn't feel remorse for him. And in fact, they felt he was a monster who deserved of it. I don't necessarily think they're evil. I think the decision they made was you could Not label right. it as evil. Yeah. But I don't think that makes them evil people. I think it just makes them human beings who feel emotion. Yeah. I've um had some very good discussions with some people this week about evil, the concept of of evil. Because, right, no one is born evil. Like, there's no baby on the face of the planet who has had a malicious bone in their body right sure like people can definitely be born with a tendency to have psychopathic personality traits yeah it's yeah but you well because being a psychopath is inherent uh, in your brain yeah it's it's the same as i'm trying to think of something that's not gonna i think it's a bit of both to be honest, I think that's a bit of like your development as a human being, but also the things you inherit through experiences. Well, s- uh, having psychopathic tendencies basically means that you lack empathy, yep. which is something in your brain. So the ability to empathize with other human beings is a is a trait that is just born, like you're born with. It's not necessarily like you can't learn empathy. So you can certainly be born a psychopath, but being a psychopath doesn't mean you will murder people. It just may mean that you go through life not being able to potentially empathize with other humans on a really deep level and knowing how to manipulate people around you. But like, you know, there's a big difference between manipulating someone to like get them to get you a coffee from the kitchen at work or manipulating someone to coerce them back to your home so you can murder them. It's when those people get radicalized that it becomes an issue. Yeah, well, one can argue that it's maybe someone, which is the same reason why not everyone who suffers abusive childhoods grows up to be a murderer. You could put the argument forward that people born with psychopathic tendencies who then are put through traumatic children it's more likely to trigger those parts of their brains that would lend them to be serial killers versus someone who may have the same psychopathic brain uh function i guess but may have a completely normal childhood the reason i bring this up is because i was talking to you about this yesterday i posted the episode that we put up two days ago about paul Bernardo and carla homolka in a few Facebook true crime groups that I'm a part of. And I was actually really shocked by the amount of people that were so quick to just simply write her off as evil. And that was it. There was no sort of gray area, no discussion about what caused her to become the way she was. It was just, she's fucking evil. She's a bitch. She's a whore. She's this, she's that. And like to clarify, I don't think that what she did is excusable in any way, but I also think it's so much more complex than simply labeling someone as, quote, evil. Yeah, I think it's just easy for people to find a solution. Yeah. Like, people don't want to have to think about log- the logistics of it. Like, it, like, and that goes just goes with anything. No one wants to think about the specifics of much things or anything. It's like, I want a lasagna that's pre-cooked i can just put in the oven and have it ready by seven like it's just an easy answer to something and labeling someone as evil or crazy or a maniac or they're just the the devil incarnate it's an easy solution but it delves so much further into yeah because you were saying the the same thing about how people are quick to label charles manson as simply exactly and one you know look at read look at any of his interviews like sure you could like he has these sporadic moments where he's making faces and dancing and the things he says may not make sense but maybe it's because not listening to what he says it's not as black and white as he's crazy or she's evil i think i can it more to a overactive child 
the things he says and the way he acts. He doesn't make eye contact. He repeats yeah. what the interviewer is saying incessantly. But then he has intelligent responses that are truthful. But then he avoids things that he doesn't want to get into. Yeah. Like when he asks him about his mum, he'll talk about how she was a nice lady. She was good. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, did you tell your followers to kill the Labiancos? And did you go in there and tie them up? Yeah. Did I go in there and tie them up? You see, I was on a ranch and and then he'll just go into anything else yeah. other than... It's like... Yeah. I don't think he's a psychopath. I think he's a normal functioning human being who's hasn't developed in many other ways yeah. like us. Like he spent half his life incarcerated. Yeah. And he's I mean, still a child in his brain. He's still a kid. As a human, it's a lot more terrifying to try and wrap your head around that what makes up a serial killer is quite complex and generally speaking anyone could given the right circumstances could become what they are yeah. does that make sense there's but I, I, yeah I, it, it blew my mind the other sorry just quickly sorry. the other thing that blew my mind about the Carla Homolka thing was the amount of people saying that they believed she was the mastermind and he was more the passive one and their reasoning for that was well, he didn't start murdering people until he met her. And I was like, yeah, but he was violently raping women for years yeah. before he met Carla. Like, That's and she's out of prison and hasn't continued to, she lives a normal life now. Yeah, she remarried, changed her name. And has children. Has children. Like, it's like, wild to me that people, like, you forget that the police were hunting the Scarborough rapist when Carla Homolka was like, 14. Yeah. Like, Paul Bernardo was raping violently women. raping women at bus stops when Carla Homolka was, like, still a child, essentially. See, the thing is, where I don't think... Like, so, we don't have as many serial killers anymore. We have mass shootings. We still have murderers. Yes. But the thing is, ever since the brilliance that was the behavioral science unit in Quantico... Uh, in America, in the FBI, we've developed criminal psychology and um, profiling. And that's helped like to reduce the number of killings a person can consecutively yeah. do. But we still have killings. That's yeah. how people get caught. No one can stop someone from killing someone if they've never killed or done anything before in their life. Yeah. And um, that's why I've been like super fascinated into these these interrogations with people who have done a murder, mm. or committed murder, sorry, and they're trying to convince the detective they haven't done it. But yeah. obviously the detective knows through forensics and um, evidence and witnesses, but needs them to confess to the crime. So they slowly ease into breaking the person apart and looking into them. There was um, a few cases. There was one like uh, this guy called Leo Rodate who um, worked with this younger woman. I can't remember um, most of the details, like the names or such, but he worked with a, a young girl at the same, uh, I think it was a restaurant, like a uh, bistro. Yeah. And they were like on and off seeing each other, kind of like sleeping with each other. And there's uh, surveillance footage of her getting out of a car to, for work in the morning and then he they, she gets into another car and then never leaves the car. Yeah. And obviously she was murdered by this guy, Leo Redato, who was yeah. her manager and also seeing her on and off again. And it's like such a spur of the moment thing because you see him after he's been busted and he's been charged and he's waiting for the for the police to come back in. He's he's breaking down. He's yeah. like screaming, I'm sorry to the victim. and What the fuck have you done, Leo? What have you done? Like you were going somewhere, man. Like you, you see like... There's so many people that, you know, even though they've they've just killed someone, we've we they've been able to stop them before they can go on to you know another victim. Yeah. You know, even if it is a spur of the moment thing, it might not have been a premeditated fantasy thing. He still did it, and yeah. to physically kill someone is a, it requires a lot of mental activity. Yeah. You don't just do that. You don't just kill someone. You can beat the shit out of someone. You can't 
kill someone without having it at least somewhat premeditated. Yeah. And you got to think, like, he was so remorseful after he did it, would he have then continued onwards to other victims? Had he not been caught, yeah. Exactly. Interrogations are very interesting to I'm watch. so fascinated Once you by already them. know that someone yeah. has done something. I was actually listening to another podcast episode because I kind of fell down a... Sorry, I keep harping back to it, but I fell down a Paul Bernardo rabbit hole. Yeah. So I was listening to another podcast that was talking about his interrogation tapes before Carla had like fully snipped, snip, I hate to use that word, but snitched on yeah. him, I guess. And I was really curious by what this particular podcaster was saying about him in the interrogations that I watched some of them at work today. He is terrifying in his interrogations. Like in one of the ones I watched for the research for our episode, he was very, this is the point where he was caught and they were questioning him and he'd admitted to the crime. So right. he was very like arrogant and like this real douchebag. But the interrogations before he's been fully, uh, I guess, charged with the crimes, he is so convincing. Right. Okay. Like he has just the right amount of emotion where he doesn't look like he's overdoing it and he doesn't look like he doesn't care. Yeah. It is a terrifying, it's terrifying how good of an actor he is. And that says so much about that type of psychopath and how yeah. good they are at emulating They're just the right amount of human emotion. They know exactly how to seem like normal human beings. Yeah. And I was saying in that, remember how I was saying in our episode that he would look at all those like cheesy 90s get rich quick salesman. Yeah, yeah. So he had all that and he was naturally charming because he was a good-looking guy so he was used to women fawning over him, but the interrogation tapes if you didn't know what he'd done, you would watch it and be like he didn't do it. Like Yeah. Cuz that's the thing that I've learned from watching all these interrogation tapes is the, the detectives will often ask them like mundane questions or something they know the answer to and yeah. then once a Watch the suspect, the difference, yeah. well, it's more so the suspect. Like, so to break it down in very simple terms, which is oversimplifying it by like a thousand, but whatever, yeah. who gives a shit? It's either you're guilty, uh, you, you're not guilty, you will give a straight answer, um, you know, you won't go too far into specifics, you'll just give exactly what is needed, and that's it. Yeah, you're not, you are guilty, you'll fucking harp on about every little side detail, yeah. so like. If I, you're innocent and I say, did you kill Sarah? You'd be like, the fuck are you talking about? No, I didn't yeah. kill Sarah. Are you kidding me? But if you are guilty and I'm like, did you kill Sarah? You're like, no, no. Me and Sarah go way back. Yeah, I would never like, do something like that. Sarah and I met when I was 12 years old and we would always go down to the lake together. Like and September 12th, 2012, yeah. we picked sunflowers together. That's exactly yeah. it. And that's it's very interesting. So that's interesting that he's giving these calm, like, simple responses and He's not going on too like much. you would just, like, you watch it and you believe him. Right. Like, you believe that he didn't do it. And then you're like, whoa, whoa, whoa no, 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 I know he did it. Like, it's terrifying. And yeah. it's really terrifying to think that there are people, probably thousands, tens of thousands of people who, sure, they may not go on to be serial killers, but they'll use those skills to manipulate and get their way. You know, these are probably the people that are, po are our politicians, if we're being realistic about they're it. They're our politicians. They're our car salesmen. They're the CEOs of companies our... because they exactly. charm their way to the top. It's And they're not to say that and they're it's... evil people, but there are psychopaths yeah. in the way that the brains work. I think yeah. there are a lot of psychopaths. I think... If you if if we're going to be brought with the term, I think you and I are psychopaths in the way that we work, like the the things that go we on. Do. <laughs> go you know on. what I mean? Like we don't like compare us to someone else of our friends who are like who just want to work and have a family and just want to live their life like a normal life. Like we aren't those people. I don't think that makes us psychopaths, though. No, but it's, it makes us different. Oh yeah. Yeah, 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 Psychopaths think differently to everyone else. Yeah. Psychopaths want... And then you've got sociopaths as well, which is yes. a whole different thing. The psychopaths want to 
excel or be different or stand out. Yeah, like the Slytherins of the world. Yeah, I guess so. Draco Malfoy's. I always, I always, I always had a soft spot for Draco. I'd be, per, I'd be perfectly honest. Draco Malfoy was an excellent multifaceted character. Yeah, he had so many. He had so many layers. layers he was such a him. realistic human being. Yeah, loved him. Always was a like love to hate Draco Malfoy yeah. fan. So. Yeah, Carol Baskins. Carol Baskins, I was just about to mention that. Yeah. Carol Baskins, what in the know, eternal fuck? Is on Dancing with the Stars. Uh, and it's the funniest thing ever. Would you like to share with the group, Tama, what her first dance was to? I'm going to give you a little rendition. Yeah, that's right. She danced to Eye of the Tiger. Like, the self-awareness is just... I also think, in her mind, the the reason she did it is because she owns the big cat sanctuary. But I don't think she understands the nuance of it. Well, yeah. You know what I mean? I don't think... Well, maybe she does. Maybe she's a marketing mogul. She's also a terrible fucking dancer. Oh, yeah. Garbage. That dance was just so bad. Yeah, I don't know how long she was training, but that is just not good. And I know she's a bit of an old, older lady, so she can't move as fast as she probably used to, but fucking hell, that was terrible. Yeah. There was a news article saying that Carol Baskins is being sued for defamation by Don Lewis's family. And they had uh, they aired an ad right after During her dance. Her, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so in Fuck the new it. lawsuit, Lewis's family members accused the big cat rescue boss of being complicit when judge's name dropped a viral TikTok video showcasing the unproved conspiracy theory that Baskin killed him and fed him to their hungry tigers. The new lawsuit reportedly goes on to claim that Baskin should have intervened when Dancing with the Stars judge Bruno Tinoli joked that she, quote, didn't quite kill the Pasadoble. It was kind of sedated. (laughs) Oh, God. The family also takes issue with Baskin quipping about how she was, quote, ready to kill it next week in an interview with Good Morning America. Oh, God. I just, I can't deal with these people. Sorry to, I don't want to have to feed you to the tigers there, Carol, but <laughs> your pearl works, but not on point today, honey. Yeah. Okay. Oh, dear. Dude, the audacity of the family hosting an ad. Like, I mean, fucking audacity incredible. is probably not the right word. No, I'm not using it in a derogatory term. Yeah. Like, the fucking level the of, like, balls. The balls. To air that shit during the fuck. It's fucking incredible. Man. So, Tama, I have an interesting moral question for you. Oh, here we go. Just based off an an interesting tweet we received this week, which I didn't end up responding to because I didn't really know the best way to deal with it. Okay, well, But here's my interesting moral question. In a modern day society, do you think Batman, the vigilante, is a good guy? In a modern day. In our, if Batman were to exist in our world today as the vigilante that he is in the comic books, do you think he would be a good guy or considered by society as a good guy? Would you class him as a good guy? Yeah, that's kind of the point, isn't it? Well, that, uh, the point of the comics, yeah, but in real world... Well, if you you're think- going off of comic book Batman doing things for the reasons that comic book Batman does things... Then he would do the same things he does in the real world for the reasons that he would in the books. Right. So, on that note, we received a tweet from the brother. Well, I don't actually know if it was the... like It wasn't like a verified account, so it could just be someone posing as him. But it's the alleged brother of someone who is essentially trying to kind of be like a Batman for children... And that he's been named the Alaskan Avenger. And his name is Jason... I hope I'm going to pronounce this correctly. Jason Vukovic. 
he used an online registry to find and brutally attack three registered sex offenders with a hammer. And he's currently being tried for assault for these three convicted pedophiles. And it kind of made me think, like, vigilantism, is it a good thing or should we, okay. like, does our society descend into chaos let quite me, quickly once you allow people to take the law into their own hands? Let me tell you a story about uh, an ex bikey gang in New Zealand. So in New Zealand, there's a huge issue with meth. Yeah. It's a massive issue in, in, in New Zealand. They call it P in New Zealand. Yeah. In towns, dealers and, you know, gangs, they run rampant in, in violence. You know, there's killings, there's attacks, there's drugs being sold to kids. Kids are too poor to have lunches and they're spending mm. money on drugs instead. There's an ex-biker gang, still a gang. But they're not like a bikey drug dealer, gun smuggling gang. They're called Tribal Hawk. And they're led by a man named Jamie Pink. Oh, you've told me this story. So before. they're a gang that have their own farms, fund themselves with their farms, and they make sandwiches for kids nearly every morning. For underprivileged kids who can't afford to have meals, their parents can't afford them to, to pay the, to give them lunches. Um, and they're... Essentially vigilantes in the sense that during the day they're feeding hungry kids and then during the night or during the day they're going around towns finding drug dealers and beating the everlasting piss out of them and kicking them out of town. Mm. Now, the police don't condone what they do, but in the eyes of the public and in the eyes of Tribal Hawk and Jamie Pink himself, the police aren't fucking doing shit for these communities. Yeah. And these are very poor communities, mind you. These are predominantly Maori and uh, Fijian, Samoan um, towns where, you know, they're not as looked after as predominantly wider communities are. Mm-hmm. And that's a, that's a fact of any fucking country ever. It's a, it's a simple fact of matter for any country ever. And in New Zealand, it's no exemption. They're these lower socioeconomic areas that unfortunately have a huge issue with meth yeah. and drugs. And this gang, Jamie Pink and his gang, are actually fucking making a difference. Yeah. They're literally cutting down drug use in the towns they run through and are helping underprivileged kids grow up to be normal functioning members of society. Yeah. So it's a moral dif- moral... You know, it's a bit battle. of a moral grey area, isn't it? I and I I can definitely understand if people don't condone what Jamie Pink does. I fucking love the guy. I, I see. He's here's the th- here's the thing that concerns me about the concept of vigilantism, right? Yeah. So you obviously you look at that and you go, drug dealers, bad, sex offenders, bad. What happens when, you know, the law, if this were to happen, if the law shifts to a more right-leaning way and then suddenly it becomes people protesting climate change, bad, and then it becomes okay. Do you see where I'm going? Like, Uh, vigilantism only works if we as a society have a set hard line on who we believe is deservant of it right. does that make sense yeah but i think what you're saying is under the constitute of the law that if you outlaw protesting for climate change and those people are quote-unquote criminals yeah does it then make them okay if the, do vigilantes then target them yes i don't exactly. think so i don't think the same people who target sex offenders and no drug but dealers i'm saying i'm saying target. as a concept it's a very slippery slope on where you draw the line on where you say well that's okay but that's not do you you see what i mean that's the thing that concerns me because i think we can all raise our hands and say probably wouldn't be that sad to see someone who had molested a child get beat on the head with a hammer but so here's the thing should you be punished if you're a sex offender if you've raped a a child in your life should you should you have some sort of form of punishment 
Yeah, well, these... Just just a very small answer. Yes. Just because I want to go through a few. And if you murder someone, should you suffer some sort of consequence to it? Yes. If you steal money from a company you work at and you underpay people underneath you, should you be punished for that? Yes. If you jaywalk, should you be punished for that? No, but that's what I'm saying. You would you would get some people who would say yes. Sure. And that's a that's, moral yeah, compass for but sure. That's what I mean. That's why uh, for maybe the two cases we've just discussed, you could probably crowd of a thousand people, you probably get nine hundred and ninety nine of them to all agree that like drug dealing and sex offending is terrible. But it's that like one person. Do you, it's just like yeah, it's a concerning sliding sure. scale. But here's the thing: that- I don't think anyone's going to be protesting the fact that someone jaywalked and got away with it. Whereas I think people are going to be protesting the fact that there's drug dealers out in communities selling drugs to kids. Yeah. You know, I don't think people are going to be up in arms and beating the shit out of each other because some dude got a fucking parking fine. Yeah, you know? I just thought it was a very interesting moral concept because as children, you know, we <clears throat> we read Batman, we know who Batman is, we watch the movies, and there's no question about whether or not Batman is the good guy. But when you bring it into a real-world society, you're like, okay, well, <clears throat> you beat up someone who did something bad, but you also did something bad by beating someone up. Do you see what I mean? Like, where do you draw the line on... But it's doing a bad thing for a good reason. And it's equaling out a bad act with another bad act. we are taught as children that two wrongs do not make a right. (laughs) But here's the thing. Like, in a Batman universe, there's bad people implanted in the same universe with him to make it justified. Yeah, very true. And so, you know... But I guess it's kind of like, then we go back to what you were saying before, where you were listing off a bunch of things, where you say, do you think you should suffer punishment? Yes. Assaulting someone with a hammer, do you think you should suffer punishment? Sure, if it's... Do you know what I mean? Like, it's just, it's such a, it's just so not as black and white in... That we are grown up to believe. In a a perfect world, the police would be able to handle everything they can, but they don't. That's the simple fact of the the reality. That's the simple reality of the world. Yeah, but it was a very interesting. um, But his alleged this the Alaskan Avenger Jason, his alleged brother. I'm I really don't know if it was a legitimate like sent us a message on Mm. Twitter being like, "This is the story of my brother," and like, "Would you talk about it?" on your show or interview me on your show and I just kind of didn't respond because I didn't really know how to respond. So I guess we're talking about it here. Yes, there you go. In Because I was like, having a family member discuss a case, you're never going to be able to talk about it in a balanced and non-biased way. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, he goes into how his, his Jason was saying that he was molested as a child, which is kind of what drove this. But then he also allegedly cased and robbed the houses of the people that he beat up. So you're like, oh, it's starting to not just look Mm. like a crime to, like, do a good thing for society because you also stole a bunch of their shit. Like, do you know, it's just, it's a very Yeah, it's the same thing with with Des dying in the prison, though. It's like, do I care that this bad thing happened to a bad person? Not necessarily. Do I think it's justified? I don't know. It's yeah. not up for me to decide. I, he's t- the thing is, when you give individuals the uh, ability to be their own judge, jury, and executioner, then we have anarchy. Yeah. But if there's an individual who's seeking justice in his own hands because he can't get in any other way, do I think that's yeah. justified in a sense? I don't. Sure. I don't really uh, give a shit. It doesn't really affect me. Yeah. It's I very think it's slippery. Slippery slope. You know, in today's climate where it's hard to find justice for people, like um, I was telling you about the, oh. the the Casey Lee Andrews, I think was her name, um, and her daughter that she suffocated and yes. hid the body. And then yeah, yeah, she yeah, was yeah. found. And she was found She was charged. Guilty. And then her lawyer was just insanely talented mm. and overturned the jury even though there's fucking physical evidence tying her to the crime they 
they, she got off the charges. And is that justice for what she did? Yeah, I don't no. think so at all. And at the end of the day, <clears throat> as we've well established, and yeah, I know, not all cops, but like cops and police are fucked. And they don't suffer the same consequences. So it, you get to a yeah. point where you're like, can you trust these people? The <clears throat> other thing I wanted to talk about today. Breonna Taylor. Breonna Taylor. Yeah. The, one of the police was charged with uh, wanton shooting. endangerment yeah. for shooting into the other apartments. Yeah. Who were mainly, I believe, inhabited by white people. But no one was charged with her death. The murder of like, a... That's Individual. Fucked up. Like, and when you have these people that are supposed to, it kind of, while I don't know where I sit on where I agree on this Alaskan Avenger guy, it gets to a point where you're kind of like, how can you trust the police to do yeah. the right thing and so to how, ensure... Exactly. So how can you how how can you sit there and say one thing is justified and one thing is not when, when either one are fucking flawed yeah, in their own ways? exactly. You can say that... Because the police should be able to be dealing with these people, not vigilantes, because that's the way it is. But it's a system that was set up so many years ago to benefit a specific set of people. Yeah. And it's a, it's a system that's flawed in so many ways. And the only reason we think that way is because it's always been there. Yeah. What if it was a world ruled by vigilantes that were worked with police to keep police in check? What if there was a way to keep police uncorrupt? Honestly, I think... I think any group of power inevitably ends up being corrupt. That's yeah. my nihilist perspective. Uh, on- there was the 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 guardian angels in New York. I think they were called. They ended up same thing. Yeah, you know they were doing really great things at the beginning, and then it turned to shit. Turned to a bit of a violent. Yeah, but gang. He, I guess that's the thing. As human beings, we're fucking flawed. But There's- we also. We all, I think we, as human beings, we crave control and power and it's very easy, especially in a group situation to become, you get the tiniest bit of control and the tiniest bit of power and you get drunk on it and suddenly you want more, 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 more. That's, it's went to a very pessimistic place. Existential, like societal. This is what happens like, I love the fact that we've got microphones in front of us, but realistically, this is just Tamara yeah, this and I's is, conversations. This is our regular we Thursday have deep nights. You know. Conversations on the way to the grocery store. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to wrap this bad boy up with a game of Would You Rather? Yeah. Which, if you live under a rock and don't know what that is, it's basically someone gives you two scenarios that you have to choose from and explain your reasoning. So, Tama is going to ask me first. I'm going to answer. We're going to do two questions each, and then that's the show. Fire away, Tama Um, J. So, would you rather be in jail for a year or simply lose a year of your life? Ooh. I don't think this one's really that hard at all. I'd definitely say lose a year. Okay. Because being in jail for a year has such long-standing implications. You can't travel overseas. You'd have difficulty getting a job ever again. Like it has yeah. so many long-lasting other impacts. Like the psychological trauma you would experience from being in jail. Like the mental trauma you'd experience from being locked up. Like I feel like there's so many more. Uh, I guess side effects of. Being locked in jail for a year versus just losing a year. Yeah, yeah. It's more negative implications. I mean, realistically, 2020, we just lost a year anyway. Yeah, so. in a sense, yeah. We've been in fucking jail for a year because we have to live through <laughs> We've it. We've been in jail and we lost yeah, a year. We so, just did both thanks yeah. 2020. And there's no signs of it really ending anytime soon, so... Apparently, they've changed the wedding laws. So now, at weddings, up to 20... People in the bridal party only are allowed to dance at weddings. <laughs> so it's like the people in the cool. bridal party get to dance and everyone else just has to like sit and watch you. Yeah. Awkwardly. At this point, it's like, why even fucking bother? You know? Yeah. Do All right. Me- next question. Next question. You want me to do another one? Okay. Yeah. Would you rather the aliens that first made contact with Earth be robotic or organic? Oh, um, I guess. Oh, it depends. Like, 
both. Which would be more comforting, I guess, in a sense. Comforting? Yeah. Would you rather see something you can't explain in organic means? Are we, okay, so can you clarify the question? When yeah. you say, are they like coming to take over the earth? Or they're making they the first point of out? contact. They're, they're, you don't know. Hmm. You have no idea. They're making contact. They're landing. They're there to 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 do their thing. They, have, they haven't said anything yet. I think organic because I guess realistically, if they were antagonistic, it's easier to kill something organic than a machine. Sure. It's like potentially bulletproof and has like way more advanced technology. I don't know. There's, there's, there's so many different facets of that question. Like, because robotic, you could explain it as like, you know, it, it wouldn't seem alien. It, it'd just be robotic. I think it's my answer to that question really pivots on whether or not they are coming to take over Earth or they're just coming to like. Yeah, but drop the whole idea and- is like, which would be more comfor- com- comforting without knowing that. Like, you don't know what their intentions are, so which one's more comforting to see? Uh, I think organic, because I feel like, I don't know, it would be be more human-like, more comforting. A machine is a machine. Like, a yeah, machine okay. is a bit more black and white, I guess. I don't know. That's a very interesting question. It is very interesting. Uh, so, do you want to do two of the same list? Yeah. I'll... um. I'll I'll find I'll find some good ones. Lovely. I think I'd be more comfortable comfortable or comforted by a robotic alien. Oh yeah, why is that? It's it's the same thing as like the it from the book it that its true form is something you can't even comprehend. Like it's just so it's so abstract that your brain can't even figure out what it is. I feel like that would be the same thing with seeing a foreign creature that nothing can explain. Yeah. Like, at least if you're going deep sea diving and you see this kind of fish, you're like, it's still a fish. still belongs here. Okay. I'm in its area. Yeah. This is a thing entering my territory. Yeah. Okay. I think I've got a good one. Would you rather have all traffic lights you approach be green or never have to wait in line ever again? Like, in line for for something? Never right. have to wait in line for anything. Food, uh, restaurants, getting into a concert. I don't mind the occasional red light. Like, just to stop, relax, then get back into it. When you're coming home but at night that, when but they're that's, all fucking red. That's though. fucking annoying, for sure. But a regular, like, you know, drive, where it's like a little breakup every now and then. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? Like, if, Yeah, I don't mind... That, but I, I, it's more so infuriating when you're literally driving home at night and there's no cars on the road and then there's like a red light every single stop. Yeah, and you're like, there's, there is no one. Why is it red? Yeah, and I don't mind lines. See, I hate waiting in line. That is like my biggest I pet peeve. I feel like I would never want to wait in line again. Yeah, if I, I was to make I my do choice. the line one. Yeah, I, I can't. That's I don't know. I hate. Like you've said, sometimes. Not in this apartment because we're too far away from the city, but in the apartment we lived before this one, sometimes, even though it was like 15 minutes longer to walk into the city, I would just not want to stand and wait for the bus. So I would rather walk the three kilometers into the city than wait 10 minutes for a bus. I hate waiting for things. (laughs) I'm not into delayed gratification in any way. Yeah. Okay, I've got I think I've got another good one. Would you rather go back to age 5 with everything you know now or know now everything your future self will learn? Go back to 5. Really? Yeah, I I wouldn't want to know anything about my fu- I I I the the thought of anything in the future just fucking terrifies but me. What happens if like in 5 years time you're a famous musician and you can live I'd with rather, that knowledge? I'd rather have that happen. Really? Organically, yeah. You don't feel like you'd be happier knowing that you only have to wait a finite period of time? So, there's there's uh, the, the the latest Bill and Ted movie. They've got to save the world by making a song that brings the world together. So, they decide to go into the future to try and find the future selves to figure out what the song is. Yeah. 
and like they eventually do find it but it's it kind of derails the whole idea of making that song in the first place Mm, so for me it's the same thing it's like butterfly effect if i was to be a rock star in five years i would rather it happen actually and be grateful that it happens rather say for example we're sitting down for a movie and you're like that guy lives by the end you're like well what the great i think for me more so i would live in crippling fear because fucking it up. one of two things is going to happen. Either you've seen your future and it's awful, so you're trying to do everything you can to change it, or you've seen your future and it's fantastic, so you're trying not to change anything to make it not happen. The I Rick and actually, Morty episode with the yeah. crystal. Yeah. And he keeps seeing his futures and he changes his actions. Yeah, I've changed my mind. Th- I thought I knew which one I would, because I'm like, I don't want to go back. to. F- can you imagine how frustrating it would be being a child, though, and like knowing... All the things you know now sure. are just having people still be like, oh, hi, cutie. But I feel like, like, fuck off, Karen. I feel like by the time I was like 12, I could be a fucking Daniel Johns starting my own band, very getting true. very fucking famous and being a general better person. Yeah, that's true. Actually, yeah, I would- If I was to be perfectly honest, I want to be a vampire and live forever. Oh, I do not want to live forever. I do not share that at all. Having everyone you love die? Yeah, it's great. Wow, thanks. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, thank you. So you would be happy knowing that you live forever. Yep. And in 60 years time, I die, but you just go on living forever without me. You would be happy with that. When the milk runs out. (laughs) Wow. (laughs) You get a new carton. (laughs) <laughs> well then, when the milk runs out, you get a new carton. Is that so? Well, the milk might be running out a lot faster than you think it was. I think uh, Shakespeare said that in a play once. <laughs> I do believe William Shakespeare once said, When the milk doth runneth out, getteth thy a new carton. That was pretty good. That was pretty good, yeah. I think. Fascinating. That, you know, yeah. I feel like That's as a, a va- as a vampire, you could live as long as you relatively want to. No, nah, fuck living forever. Well, it's not forever. It's like you'd be like, all right, well, I'm going to jam this fucking... Yeah, I'm a head on out. Yeah. That's the ultimate freedom. You're just like, yeah, I've had enough. Peace. You do realize that you can still do that now. Yeah, but it's not... It's not the same. If you didn't do it, you wouldn't continue to live. Yeah, I know what you mean. It's like, it's the whole... joking, bro. It's the ending of The Good Place. Yes. You can choose to live forever, or you can, or, opt and out eventually when you're ready. You just get you get over, it and you're like, "Fuck it, I'm over this, I'm peace out forever." Which, by the way, was the most morbid ending to one of the funniest fucking shows in the world. Yeah, it was a bit. It was like, like by oh. the way, we're all dead forever now. It's like, whoa. But it was also like an interesting moral question. Yeah, but she's like, like, I don't watch this show for fucking existential. If nothing but happiness exists, can happiness exist? Yes, and there's like our question of if evil ceases to exist, does it? Is there simply a new level of evil? Yeah, or do we devalue good because there's no evil? Maybe we'll get into that in another episode because I feel like we've this is a good length for the first one. Yeah. Let us know what you think in the. Uh, there's no comments, but let us know what you think. Uh, by Leave a comment. Twitter. Smash that like yeah. button. <laughs> don't forget to subscribe uh, and but hit that notification you can bell. Subscribe, so don't forget to subscribe. Yeah. Um, tell your friends. Tell your mum. Tell your dog. Yeah. Tell your cat. Tell your cat. Tell your fish. Yeah. Tell your pet. What? Paraguayan from what I've Falcon. heard, fish really dig our show. Yeah. sure right yeah anyway thanks for joining in for joining in thank thanks for joining in (laughs) i've lost my ability to speak there's there's the bogan voice thanks for joining in (laughs) thank you so much for joining in for the first episode of shaken not stirred i am one of your co-hosts laura lease and i'm not laura lease well who are you then it's a great question Oh, God. 
Anyway. Another yeah. existential question. <laughs> Who are we? Who are you? You can find us on all social media platforms at the BSC podcast. And tune in on Monday for our minisodes, Wednesdays for our regular episodes, and Friday for this post show fun thing that we do. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know how for to describe this it. Fun thing. Ah, <laughs> uh, help! Don't speak words anymore. Oh dear. Right. Anyway, follow on Twitter <laughs> and Facebook and Instagram. Buy coffee. What? Buy coffee. Oh dear. On coffee. Anyway, thank you so much for tuning in. We will see you on Monday. Bye. Bye.